You're listening to The Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Find out how to join our new Discord and support the show at patreon.com slash spirithunterpod. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 27 of The Spirit Hunters. This is Sarah. This is Patrick. This is Hannah. Soy Joe. And last time, we dug deep into the intricacies of Nen and witnessed the incredible fight between Hisoka and Gon. Uh, this time, we shit on Gon's technical father, Jing, and for the next hour and a half. You better get ready. I was not expecting the word shit on in the intro, but yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, so we're going to start with episode 37, Jing and Gon. Um, In Japanese, pretty much the same thing. Jin to Gon, right? Is that how you pronounce his name in Japanese? In, In Japanese, his name is like literally Jin. Like, which, if you said it in English, would be J-E-A-N. And I'm still not sure whether... What's up? Jean Grey. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I'm still not sure if the reason that his name is changed like this in English is just to look like the word going. Yeah. Oh, I see. In Germany, it actually is the past tense for for gain is ging. Oh, yeah. We talked about this once. You're right. I remember now. The thing is that in the English dub, they actually pronounce it as... As as Gene, so uh, like they kept mentioning this Gene guy. I was like, "Who the hell are they talking about?" And I thought I was like, "Oh, they mean Ging." Yeah, it's <laughs> it's confusing. But yeah, Hannah, continue. All right. So it was originally released in Japan on July first, two thousand twelve. The equivalent manga chapters are sixty four and sixty five, which were released in Japan on November first, nineteen ninety nine. The equivalent ninety nine episodes are forty six and forty seven which were released in Japan on November 18th, 2000. Alright, so starting off, uh, Gone Gone Home. Surprising Tita, Mito, Tita Mito and Lola with Killua in tow. Our boys get to be uh, kids for the first time, huh? Oh, I was just going to say, um, if anyone isn't familiar with Filipino or Tagalog, Tita means aunt and Lola is grandma. Uh, actually, yeah, in uh, Portuguese, uh, actually, yeah, Titia is aunt, so I just call my aunt Titia Maria. Well, I, I still call her that. She's she's still alive, but, you know. That's I don't interesting. Know I, used to. I, yeah. I, I say that's interesting because the equivalent Spanish one, which you'd think the Tagalog one would uh, come from, is Tia rather than there being a second T. Like the Ita or Ito being like the diminutive form. So it's interesting that the Portuguese one is in some ways closer. Yeah, no, it's it's probably like the the whole Latin based thing. Maybe. Oh, for sure. I just meant more like it's interesting that's coming from Portuguese as opposed to directly from Spanish, where the people who own the Philippines were from. But yeah, continue. Yeah. Portuguese finally paid off for once. The little Portuguese I know. <laughs> Our best boys get to be kids for the first time in a while and taking a bath together together. Uh, so, cultural issue note, it's actually totally normal for kids, especially siblings, to take baths together. Communal bathing is a thing. Wash, shower, f- first to clean, then bathe to relax. Actually, it's uh, actually persistent in a lot of uh, anime. Like, I, I know in the beginning of my uh, my neighbor Totoro, they do that as well when they go to the home for the first time. 
who show that that bath with well, the the family bees together and stuff, and it's it's sort of really common. I was going to say, I think that's not just so that's we're talking about just Japan here, but that's actually pretty common across a lot of places in the world outside the U.S. Like communal bathing is a much bigger thing in a lot of parts of Europe. It used to be a thing on the East Coast in uh, in the U.S., but that kind of like shut down in the like 60s, 70s, and 80s, and ended in the 80s with a lot of bathhouses being closed during the uh, AIDS epidemic. So this actually used to be a bigger part of urban culture in the U.S. Yeah. Do you think it saves water, <laughs> or do you think it's like more water? You know, I bet someone has written a paper about this, but I think the the point is very different because communal right. bathing is generally a relaxing thing and you shower first so honestly the shower would be the more analogous part to standard solitary bathing yeah i actually noticed a lot in a lot of like anime like i remember detective conan they do that sort of communal bathing thing a lot with like uh like the embarrassment because conan's like shrunk down and he's like bathing with a his crush and it's like kind of weird but it's sort of normalized in a way so at least the funny the funny things like that yeah i um i went to a hot spring in the u.s in the desert in arizona and like it was definitely like a clothes optional one and like it was very it took me a second to get used to it i gotcha yeah because like i had done that in like asia but like doing that in the states felt like this is a crime yeah it feels kind of weird out i'd like to try that if i go abroad i just don't know how i'd feel about it you know it'd be kind of Kind of weird, but I guess, you know, it's like the gym, you know, when you're, like, you're, like, changing and stuff in there. But I don't know. Dude, the gym locker room experience is way worse, especially when you just get people who, like, just, like, do not give a shit that they're nude just, like, walking up against you. And you're like, ah, ha, How's it going, ha. buddy? Just puts his hand on your shoulder. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, no, the, 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 the bath thing, not nearly as bad as, like, weird old gym dudes. <laughs> weird old gym. That should be the name of this episode, weird old gym dudes. God, no. <laughs> it's come anyway. on it's it's whale ass pen island anyways ben shapiro did not does not approve approve anyways yeah. uh gone and kula stargaze after a long day of fishing and adventure kula inquires about his future kula has nothing he'd personally want to do with his life while gone has a clear goal in mind find his dad Who do you guys identify more with here uh mm, probably kula yeah, i'm more of a kula <laughs> Yeah, only because not looking for my dad. <laughs> I forgot about. Okay, I meant more like having a clear oh, no. goal versus not. Jesus oh, that's Christ! Fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I didn't I'm, mean like I'm, that. I, I, used to, I used to in that regards more of a gone because I don't relate to my father and I feel like he's oh. missing my life. But anyways, no. <laughs> maybe in the this maybe week. in the sense of like <laughs> finding a goal, like you know, I feel like. I maybe in many ways instead replace father with like purpose, and I think I relate to Gon in that way because like I feel like in you know, many ways he's looking for his purpose or like his goal. So mm-hmm. I do relate in that because I um I'm definitely someone who's always trying to find like to reach my goal, and if I don't really know my goal per se, I'm searching for what that goal is. You know. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely definitely get that. Like, sort of a sort of a focus, like you know, moving from one thing to another and trying to figure out what you know what you can do into what accomplishment. And then sometimes when you accomplish it, it's like, okay, what next? You know? Yeah, definitely. I guess since we're all getting real personal, I think I'm much more of a Kilua on this one. Because, like, though I've done some like 
ambitious things in my life, they're generally like just like, this is a side thing. I'd rather someone else just structure my life a bit. That's yeah, I'm more of a Kiloa too, where I just don't know. But hey, he still goes at it and works on things that he you know he wants to improve, even though it's not necessarily a goal per se. So I can exactly. relate to that level. Yeah, I feel that. For sure. Yeah, I know. I know I'm sort of that same way. Like, I don't want to be a killer. I sort of want to branch out, you know. I know my family have been a family of assassins for many years, but, you know, I gotta, I gotta, gotta change it up, you know? And it's like, I know what I don't want to (laughs) do. Like, absolutely no way. But what I want to do, I'm more open minded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Actually, I just had a weird fucking thought. Oh, we're going to create a family a family assassins? I'm down. No, no, no. I was just thinking like, yeah, man, I have all these like weird accessory skills from growing up in my family and them being very strict, but it's stuff that I don't really care to pursue because my whole family's medical. And then I'm just thinking like, man, I wonder if when I went to my college, I wonder if when I went to college, my dad was thinking like, he'll become a doctor because he is my son. <laughs> I'm just imagining your, your, da- your dad now with like a motorcycle jacket and looking exactly like Kilo's dad. <laughs> just sitting on a throne for some reason. See on a throne in like a motorcycle jacket and like look like with that the same look with the hair and everything. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't have nearly enough hair for that haircut anyways. Yeah, no. But yeah, no. Uh, uh, yeah, but well anyways, speaking speaking uh, never mind. Anyways, back to the plot. Uh let's see. Yeah. There's only one whole kid on Whale Island that is around Gon's age, but they aren't friends. Kilwa is Gon's first same-aged friend. Probably because he hangs out with animals and stuff all the time, you know? They'll kind of do that. She's probably, uh, like, a normal person, unlike him. <laughs> yeah, you know, probably goes to school, you know, studies, plays video games, you know, doesn't uh, wrangle death-killing beasts in yep. the woods. Would be kind of fun, though. Maybe, maybe I'll have to hang out with Gon. But anyways, when Kilwa asked about Gon's mom, we get really deep. Aunt Mito told Gon his parents died in a traffic accident because she didn't want him to end up like Gang. Gon doesn't care about his mom because Mito raised him so she is his mom. It's kind of a bit touching. It's like, yeah, I already know who my mom is, Aunt Mito. Yep, and then uh, Mito gives Gon a small box. Yeah, so uh, the cool thing I like about the scene is when uh, you see actually Aunt Mito watching them from afar and she's like, I guess it's implied she's crying a bit. And she's touched yeah. by that meaning, which I I really enjoy. That was really cute. Yeah, I really like their sweet. little character moments, and you can definitely see how close they are. Um, for just like the few episodes that Mito shows up. Yeah, I think they did a really good job with that stuff. Oh yeah, it's super cute. I I love that. I'm not looking forward to getting to ninety nine and telling you how they completely fucked it up. Oh, is, no. is, is like his mama completely different. Um, yes, actually. <laughs> Let's just continue. I gotcha. Uh, <laughs> complicated real family relationships as Life's per like the 90s. <laughs> All right, so, uh, yeah, Mito, uh, Mito touched by this gives Gon a small black box from Ging to be given to Gon only after he becomes a hunter. And not like the regular hunter lessons, but the hunter hunter. For reasons that we'll uh, talk about in a bit. But uh, getting into Mito's backstory, uh, Mito is Ging's cousin. He lo- yeah, Mito's excited. He left Whale Island at 12 to take the hunter exam and never returned back to the island. Mito's parents died in a traffic accident, and Ging's dad went fishing and never returned. 
How sad. Okay, uh, do you guys think he died or he abandoned the family? Who? I think he just abandoned him. <laughs> yeah, it's Jing's probably dad. the latter, honestly. Yeah, that, this is a bad trend. I'm not liking... I mean, hope, I don't believe in the, you know, the father's sin, but I mean, there's a pattern here, and I'm worried about God, where it's like, okay, now I'm going to leave and not see you ever again. Track me down. It'll be a fun game. Ha ha. So I'm unsure, based on some stuff that happens in the manga after the series, like, they don't make it clear, but, like, it's referencing some, like, old books, and I'm just like, oh, I wonder whether or not he died or whether what he would have died of or if he abandoned them. And I think that will be an interesting discussion when we get past the anime. Yeah. So, uh, King brought, King brought gone back when he was a baby and Mito volunteered. Uh, I guess volunteered is kind of, uh, kind of a loose term. He basically threw the baby on. He was like, here, take care of this. Bye. And <laughs> she knew nothing about who the mom even was. Just Ging showed up on an island with some baby in tow and was like, here, you take the care of this for me. I gotta, gotta go do some more important things. Okay, bye. And just left and never returned. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why people think Ging's, Ging's very, I, I understand that's like, uh, he's kind of, kind of shit, to be honest. I- I think he wanted Gon to come with him, but not that strongly. So when Mito was like, you know, he's going to be in terrible danger and stuff. And then uh, Jean, Jean's probably like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, see ya. And just like doesn't keep doesn't keep going. I mean, I mean, both of those things to be problematic either way. Oh, there's no, no, no. It's, it's there's still a no-win situation. It's still not good, but I think his initial instinct was to bring Gon. But then he's just like, oh, yeah, you're right. He is in constant life-threatening danger, huh? Well, let's uh, let's hope he learned his lesson and uh, started using some condoms after that. <laughs> but I, I, the thing is, I don't know. Did they did they ever say he was married or not to her, or was it like was not it like implied that they were separated? Oh man! Not- oh god! Y- y'all, there are, people still don't know who his mom is. They don't know any details. There are wild theories, including like oh, I, man, I, I like don't the even idea want to tell you being his. I like the idea of Sheetal being his mom. No, dude, that's like the least weird of the theories. I'll put that out there. Wow, if that's the least of the weird theories, I don't even want to know because that's weird to begin with. What? Oh man, there How? was one that I only found out about recently that blew my fucking mind, and it's like actually fairly supported. Is it what are you like bang one of those like things that he can't, he's riding on? Jesus. I, I don't want to tell you because it's 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 not like interspecies. It's more like oh magic, magic. Jesus so like Christ. a Wonder Woman type deal, he just made a baby out of sand and prayed sand to, for it to come to life. We'll find out. We'll get there when we get there, but it's, it's a like long gone. time from now. Your baby, your, your mom is the ocean and the sand that it rests on. That's no joke. That's the plot of the novel, The Ring. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's get back let's get back onto this train and get off of the, the crazy theory and crazy Anyways, uh yep, as kids Mito would follow Ging but wound up getting lost in hiding. He would always find her though, and it was kinda of funny. There was the, the theory that, you know, maybe she was she was doing it on purpose so Ging could find her, like sort of a fun thing, or maybe he she wanted Ging and her life, I guess, or some some sort of weird thing. It was kind of a weirdly implied. I I know it wasn't like she loved him, but like liked him as like a really close brother, you know. Yeah, well, I think they were the only kids on the island, so she literally had no one around her age, and he was what twelve nine years older than her because she was like three, he was twelve. So 
She mm. just she's like a literally a toddler who wanted someone to play with. And it was funny because when at least in like I was watching the English stuff, it sounded like she would hide in these incredibly impossible places to find for like hours on end. And it just reminded me of me and Hannah when we'd play hide and seek with our cousins and we would do the same and hide in incredibly absurd places like under a bed or in a cabinet and not want to be found. But I I personally did because I hated losing and I didn't like finding. I just wanted to hide. I also kind of wanted to try the end the hiding and seek early by making everyone give up. (laughs) So I would hide myself inside like the pantry. (laughs) Fair. Yeah, no, I kind of, we used to play this thing in Jersey called Manhunt, like in, it kind of was like that, except it was like a lot harder where it wasn't like a, any young, basically we hid as best we could. And I always won because I hid behind the smoker and my, my grandfather like a smoker. And we'd hide mm. behind that. It was like this giant thing. But Wait, is Manhunt ba- the one where you add the people you find to the hunting party? I think so. I believe so. Because yeah. like, I oh, think in Jersey, so people play a lot of hide-and-seek hide variants, including Manhunt and Sardines. I played a ton of those growing up, like whenever I would go back to Jersey to visit my relatives. Yeah, it's good because Jersey is a lot of foliage and a lot of like a lot of tree-based areas. So it's a, it's a lot more fun to play it there especially in wooded areas for sure i, I mean I you probably would agree. stumble across the body but you know that's just a risk you're willing to take you know <laughs> jersey. With those jersey mobster yeah all those jersey mobsters you know gotta that, that's half the fun of playing manhunt is stumbling upon a dead body that was left stumbling there upon the result of a real manhunt exactly <laughs> exactly but um, uh back to the uh yeah, Jing sopranos thing. aside i i think um like, I don't think it's uncommon for, like, young kids to have, like, a crush on a cousin until they realize how fucking weird that is. Like, I think that happens in extended families, and it's, like, a fairly common phenomenon until they get older and they're like, wait, what? Yeah, it's, and it's, so, like, it's fairly It's interesting normal. to see in fiction. And yeah, I think no, in it's... Japan, isn't it not as socially, I guess... Looked down upon? Re- looked down upon compared to the the u.s specifically to like marry first cousins i don't know if that's still true or if that's like a historic thing because historically Mm. yeah but like i don't know if that's still true right i I have a feeling it's not but um i think it's i think it's also not as looked down upon to have like a family crush in japan as long as it's not like a real thing later in life it's just like a kid thing yeah because like you see that in like non-creepy anime no, I like how you have to emphasize non-creepy anime. Well, because in creepy anime, it continues until they're adults. Yeah, well, that's that, that's going down that that whole hentai hentai route, and let's all right. Stop anyway, on that. yeah, <laughs> let's, let's stop that box. before we even get to that station. But anyways, the kids figure out the kids after analyzing the box made of steel. They figure out that it actually can be opened by Nen, and a funny coincidence where is is like, wait, gone. What did you have? But that you didn't have before you took the hunter exam. It's like, oh, my hunter license to try to insert it into the the box. It's like, uh, no, Nen. It's like, oh, yeah. So then he super focused it, put his hands on it, and the box exploded. And actually, he wasn't far off because he actually needed the hunter license to open the box. The box is in the box. Yeah, lots of boxes. Box. It's like boxing. I love boxing. Well. But uh, anyways, the the context of the box, they opened the box and the contents were a ring, not the ring, a ring, a cassette tape, and a memory card. The boys dive into the cassette and hear Ging's voice, do you want to meet me? 
But actually, during that, I was expecting to hear vocal percussion on a whole other level God coming from my mind. I, I was going to say, we missed one detail real quick, that the steel plates of the box had the same pattern that the Nen Promise ring had, uh, indicating like, oh, like Nen programming or Nen circuitry might be like a more widespread thing. Yeah, the next is the Hunterpedia, and they basically, fo- it features Aunt Mito, and it's like, yeah, they raised me, but she nags a whole lot, so... Jeez, very stuff we found out in the episode. Very shady, very shady, very shade. Like, how can you raise a kid without nagging? I don't think that's possible. No, it's it's normal, but you know, kids be kids. You know, the nagging. You know, I don't like my nagging parents. They they annoy me a lot. So I feel you could, but it would be very dangerous. It's like I'll tell you once. Oh yeah, once. Yeah, or they're like oh. Summer child, you did nothing wrong. Go ahead and smash everything. Let me make you my favorite meal for fragile child. Oh my god. So my girlfriend has a dog named Caro that y'all know who's like a little jerk. He poops everywhere and like he's I love him. He sucks. But the reason I bring him up is I'm regularly to my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, look, it's Carol. He's a baby who's never done anything wrong in his life. Even though, like, I get very angry at him regularly. Is that one, just... You know that one? Me- did, you, did you ever watch Parks and Rec? Uh, no, oh, but I think oh. I was actually referencing that the first time I yes, said it. I, I think I had seen the meme. <laughs> it's that exact meme, and it's pretty much... Like, that's what happens if you let your kid do anything. They become, what's her name, Hannah? Like, Mona Lisa. Yes, <laughs> Mona Lisa. <laughs> oh, oh, is that the Played one where it's, it's like, if anything, is that the one like, if anything happened to him, I would kill, kill, I would kill everyone else and myself. Yeah. <laughs> God, so the couple times I've watch watched Parks and Rec, it seems not for me, but like, various clips of it I really like. So I'd kind of just like to see a highlight show of it. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a that's a lot of, that that's actually pretty common with a lot of those NBC shows that sometimes the episodes are hard to watch, but they have like really good clips. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I think my favorite ones are the the one where they in part in uh, the office where where Dwight like rips off the face of the dummy and wears it. Oh, <laughs> oh god! Or like the okay. um, yeah that the fucking Dementor prison Mike shit. Yeah, I like I like the one where it's, uh, there's the fake one where Michael accidentally tries to hang. The, it was the one where it like got banned from TV where my, Michael accidentally tries to hang himself. Jesus Christ! Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> the, anyways, are you discuss the manga notes. Yes, let's discuss something <laughs> a little bit cheerier. Uh, so the first image I pulled of it is a, a short time out, and it shows a uh, it shows Gone and Killua showering with uh, bubbles over certain spots to censor Baghdad. Huh. Bubbles no. over Baghdad. Bubbles over Baghdad. Yes. My favorite. My favorite. Uh, my favorite emo band from the nineties or two thousands. <laughs> and that actually, speaking of emo bands, it's it's actually called Homecoming, like the, the Green Day song. We're coming. Oh, anyways, you guys hype for the Black Parade episode? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Black in my eyes and bruise my. Was it? Was it? Was it black in my eyes and what is it? I don't uh, know. Continue. That's what I was a young boy. I thought I was thinking that kind of black parade. My hey. father. <laughs> we'll, 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 do, we'll do the hymn. We'll talk there's, about. Yeah. There's probably an A and B with that song. There definitely fucking probably. is. There always is. Uh, <laughs> there, there's actually an interesting part where that that wasn't in the show. It's like where they're walking towards the the they're walking in the the forest. And like this is where I'm at. Kite. Okay. So your your fox bear pal is around here. Yep. I doubt we'd see him. 
The females hate human scent. His mate would get upset if he came to see me. Besides, the ruler of the forest can't be hanging out with people. He loses respect to the other animals. So that was kind Aww. of an interesting cut. So talking about Kite and his animal friends, so I thought that was kind of kind of cool. Kinda a sad. reminder, everyone who only watches 2011, Kite is important, and it's a fucking crime he's not in 2011 until later. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he, unfortunately, uh, he kind of gets lost a little bit later on, so he kind of loses his kite. God damn it. But anyways, uh, there's this other, this, the other, the other clip. It's kind of a different, uh, telling of it where it's, it shows them talking about Aunt Mito and, and Gon's respect for her. And it just shows Aunt Mito with the little basket and the skirt from like the skirt up or the skirt below. Mm, so just her like hang, hold, hiding behind a tree. Kind of like that they showed the face. In yeah. uh, 2011. Wait, you, you like that they showed the face? Yeah, because, you know, it's, it shows more insight versus, like, shot in the manga shot. Um, it, you don't know the emotion that she has. Usually when there's, like, a shot where they show, like, waist below, and um, it's usually more, usually more of a suspenseful feeling versus, like, a touching like a touching moment kind of thing hmm. but like in this case it's just like you don't read her emotion obviously because you can't see her face so yeah, yeah it's just like impl- the implied emotion this mm-hmm. might be a, a localization thing i i earnestly think because the way that you would show this in the west would be like showing her face during this but in japan like in old films and stuff when they wanted to show someone's acknowledgement of something but like the tacit understanding that they wouldn't talk about it even if they fully comprehended it they would do things where they would just show feet basically and so i think this is like an active effort of localization to make this more palatable to like an international audience oh didn't know that that's interesting yeah. Uh, another ch- another uh, thing is, for, is an image of chapter sixty five where it uh, it has a picture of Jean and uh, and Aunt Mito as young kids and it actually looks really cool. And for a second, I kind of I kind of mistook it for Gone, the boy for yeah. Gone. Like, who the heck's that little girl? I was like, oh, that's supposed to be Jean and uh, Jean and Aunt Mito. Looks oh, a lot she's... uncomfortably like Yusuke and Keiko. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, little Mito's so cute. Yeah, I love that dress. Yeah, it's... I love that the leaves are part of it. Oh, man. That's, that's, yeah, that actually is really cool. But yeah, no, I really like this image. I really would like that as like a background or something. It looks really, actually. Dude, that could be a good phone background. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'll edit out the text and I'll just have the black and just have them. On the tree, I'll do that, and I'll put it on the on the. It, it'll be up by the time you guys watch this, though. It'll be on the Facebook page. Nice. But, hey, yo, are you gonna talk about uh, Yoshihiro Tagashi's Stardust Crusaders? Oh yeah, my favorite, my favorite part, um, my favorite <laughs> JoJo part. Um, how did you guys want to play this? There's a couple parts to it, so it that'd be cool if we like maybe change off and sort of tell the story. Did any of you guys want to want to start, I'd, or I can read them if you guys want as well? But you know, I, I think thought, we could take turns for sure. Do you want to do the first one, and then we can switch off after? Yeah, sure. All right, so our Egyptian, our Egyptian travel log number one. My wife and I took a trip to Egypt. We divided our clothing and stuff equally between our two suitcases, just in case one of them get lost. It didn't matter, though. Neither one of our suitcases arrived in Egypt. We had a connection through Heathrow Airport in London, and for some reason, our luggage got sent back to Tokyo. We told our Egyptian guide about it, and he just kept saying, Don't worry, it's, it's all right, there's no problem. In his two week, in the two weeks we spent with him listening to his Japanese, 
He appeared to be most fluent with these words. <laughs> he must use them a <laughs> lot, a lot, all the time. Oh man, big shade energy coming from Tagashi here. We received four hundred. We received eight hundred forty Egyptian pounds from the airline as probably an apology. A pound is about thirty yen, seventeen cents. We lived on this money for the next day. We had heard that all the Egyptian bills were di- all Egyptian bills were dirty, but we were wrong. Only some of them were really were really filthy. The one pound the one pound bill we got as changed as a souvenir shop smelled like cat butt. I suppose it would be better than the other places that would it wouldn't even give a cha- any chance. But I'm not sure. We ended up getting our luggage back thirty hours after we arrived. So damn, he's kind of going through hell on this trip. This is a like a combination of JoJo and uh, National Lampoons going on here. Yes, <laughs> I would. I would be super down to see a movie based on Togashi and Takeuchi's <laughs> journeys. I, I imagine if somebody like recognized them, like like big anime fans, and each was like, w- w- "Is that who I think it is?" With who I think it is. I I think that even the anime fans in Egypt who existed at the time didn't know what a lot of mangaka looked like, so it was kind of like unlikely. I gotcha. I just thought that idea was kind of funny. Imagine somebody reading a an issue of like of you Hakusho, they're just looking over, it's like, oh yeah, that's a great manga. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just thinking of the part in Stardust Crusaders where like the uh, the dudes, the Japanese tourist is like, oh my god, they make manga in Egypt? And then he picks up the fucking Oingo Boingo Brothers comic, and then he's like, oh god, what the fuck? And then dies. Yes, so that happened to Togashi at some point. He's dead now. Let's hope he didn't have a big 9-11 across his chest. I forgot about that. Anyways, watch JoJo to understand what that meant. Uh, our Egyptian travelogue number two. The pyramids were the big thing, of course, and of the three most famous great pyramids, we went inside the first and the third. We climbed up a long, dark shaft. There were electric lights, but they weren't on. It felt like the path was forked. Like I said, there were electric lights, but they weren't on. So we simply kept following the people ahead of us and eventually reached what seemed like the burial chamber. Only 300 people are allowed inside the pyramid per day, 150 people in the morning and 150 in the afternoon. There were about a dozen other foreign tourists clustered inside the 5 meters by 10 meters room. Suddenly, we heard this odd moaning, coming from the center of the chamber, (laughs) and it was a monotonous voice that sounded like, like a chorus endlessly tuning to middle C. It was dark, so I I couldn't really tell, but someone's flash went off, and we saw them for a split second. There were about five or six Westerners, mostly old men, but there was one young woman, too holding hands in a circle with their hands raised high, all moaning, oh. I bet the other tourists were weirded out like we were. Then, these people started hugging each other ecstatically and clung to the walls of the chamber and started moaning again. Whenever the rest of us took a picture, they said, don't take pictures of us. I was at... I was too scared to say anything at the time, but we were taking pictures of the chamber as if we'd care about random stupid people, but actually, I did sneak a picture of them, too. Those damn Mormons... No, I'm wondering what the fuck cult this was. <laughs> yeah, because it's I'm like a bunch just... of old men and one young woman. Ugh. Oh, it's probably yeah, uh, that'd, that'd be uh, funny if it's like the uh, that that uh, heaven's heaven's gate. Oh, please, it's heaven's arena. That's the name of the cult. Heaven's arena, my favorite. Yeah, my favorite cult, and they they want to stop the they want to stop the whale island comet. Yeah, he he didn't mention that one of the men was in a wheelchair, another was like on a metal pole, and another one like was missing <laughs> an arm. Yeah, that's probably why they didn't have they didn't need that many many. Uh, uh, Nikes or whatever. God yeah, damn it. That is so bizarre. It also kind of reminds me of a lot of, you know, like Egypt, especially when it was starting, like, first being um, 
studied and excavated for all the relics. There's just like the Egyptology kind of had this weird blow up in the West and the, like, a lot of mysticism around it. And it led to like basically cults. So I wonder if it was something like that, <laughs> only it ha- only something that happened in the 90s that still existed till then. That's so no, weird. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of groups like that. I know my mom was part of these guys that like chanted in tongues and were sort of like that. That didn't last long, though, luckily, or else I would uh, be chanting in tongues right now. But uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> a lot of people like trying to associate themselves with ancient Egypt because it lends like credibility to like a group or people. Like there's there's a thing amongst like certain members of like there's like certain people or certain groups in African-American communities who try identifying with ancient Egypt. And like, it's just kind of like, I really wish people would just let ancient Egyptians be themselves as opposed to trying to be like, they were black or they were white. It's like, no, they were Egyptian. I mean, I think, I mean, you, I think heard, the, oh, the racial, the racial aspect of ancient Egypt is complex given its location. Cause it is like, it is part of Africa and it was in contact with a lot of different, um, I think it could be a mix of what would be seen as Arabic, what could be seen as black and white, given that there was colonization by both Greece and Rome. It was part of both the, um, both empires at one point, but you can't deny the fact that there was also contact with what would be like Nubia and other yeah, so- ancient civilizations that I don't remember off the top of my head. I think it is a, a, a weird mix. <laughs> there's a periodization question because basically if you're talking about like the first two millenniums, like the yeah. Egyptian people were their own people. But then they came more into contact with Nubia, which was a explicitly black African community further up the Nile than them. And then later were colonized by uh, Greeks. So black and white people existed in significant numbers in ancient Egypt, but they were not the original source population. And mm-hmm. both of those movements I was referring to were both trying to posit black and white people as source populations. Yeah. As opposed to like later members of society. Because like it is absolutely correct to say there were black high ranking members and white high ranking members of like later Egyptian society. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still think the craziest thing is they actually had the Gauls to be like, Don't take pictures of us doing this weird stuff. It's like, geez, dude, come you're in a public place, I guess uh, public, I mean, yeah, I would, place. I would kind of take their warning seriously because at that point, if they're, they're hugging ancient walls, you don't know what they're gonna do next. So they're probably gonna like shit uh, you and sacrifice you to the Egyptian gods. Yeah, I'm just imagining and at that, the center of the circle, there's like just a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I, I was about to say that it's like, it's like they're sacrificing you so they can get. It's like I need to get, ex- I need to get the Winged Dragon of Rots, my last card. I need. It's like stabbing <laughs> yeah. some guy. It's like. I don't know. Where's Brandon Fraser when you need him? <laughs> yeah, God. Or, or, or worse, it's like it's like you walk away. And you're like, mmm, Tagashi boy. Oh God. oh God! Brendan Fraser shows up. <laughs> Maximilian Pegasus is there. There's a guy who's in five pieces who comes together, and everyone's like, "Oh, Indiana Exodia. Jones!" Yeah, Indiana That's Jones. Actually, they and, uh, who else? Oh, and uh, and Joseph Joestar. Yeah, they weren't saying "Ohm." They were actually saying Exodia. Obliterate. <laughs> Tagashi's English just isn't good enough to know that they were clearly talking about a children's card game. Yeah, I mean, Tagashi, I mean, what, what year did this come out? This was 90, was this, the, this was late 90s, right? So this is the, this is the Tankoban, which makes me think it was late 99 or early 2000. Cause I was gonna say that Yu-Gi-Oh! It started the manga in 98, but they didn't hit the West until 2001. <laughs> it I think. all began in 98. 
kept on yeah, rolling in Hunter Hunter 99. Four. Everything got fucked up and Yu-Gi-Oh abridged. Anyways, uh, yeah, but there's... Don't worry, guys. You think this is the last of the chapter, but uh, spoilers, this ain't the end yet. Um, but in terms of the other... Jeez, this is a long one. In terms of the manga, uh, other manga changes, uh, it didn't show Gon and dressing and the hot seamy bath. Like, it didn't show, like, Killer rip off his shirt at that part in the dinner table, which is kind of weird. Very weird. Uh, it shows where... It shows when Gon met Kite... Be, shows where Gon met Kite because this is really important to him in his life. Uh, Gon says he can't meet with Con... Gon says he can't meet with Con? Yeah, Con is the fox Con. bear. Oh, yeah. Gon says he can't meet Con. Yeah, we talk about that, you know, because it's, uh, you know, the, the stuff. And then the little girl in ta- town is named Noko. Oh, yeah. They also... They do acknowledge that Con welcomed Gon back without seeing him by just offering a pile of fish. It's like, hey, man, I know you're back. I know you like fish. What What's up, boy? And then he just leaves him a pile of dead fish. It's like, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Con. This is <laughs> Love cool. you, buddy. Love you. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go rolling on to those ninety nine notes. I think that's what the lo- there was the longest manga addendum that we've ever done. I mean, we li- li- literally read his journal. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty long. All right, let's get, hit those ninety nine, boy. Okay, so yeah, ninety nine fucks up a lot of this because of stuff they had done previously before actually understanding the relationship between Mito, Jing, Gon, and the grandmother. So, it has a whole section of Gon and Kiloa sailing in at night and needing to walk till the next day's noon to get to Mito's house. This is consistent with filler they did earlier in the show, where I had described Gon going from being uh, Tom Sawyer to being Huckleberry Finn as he took a raft down a long river to get to town. Oh, God. Please don't <laughs> do, do y'all say remember that. this? <laughs> Sorry? Oh, gosh. Please don't. <laughs> when I heard Huckleberry Finn, I was thinking, oh, Jesus. Yeah, he did not meet a guy with a incredibly problematic name. I got you. Um, yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, he he met Leorio, which I guess if you want to make that Leorio is a problematic figure, but his name is not the problem. Uh, so Gon says Kilua's love of the bath is like quote unquote an old man quote unquote just like Leorio, <laughs> much to Kilua's consternation. Yikes! Uh, remember, Leorio is younger than all of us. He got so, a big burn. Yep. Uh, dinner lacks saying grace, which was done in the 2011 version, but is absent in the manga as well. And the food is wildly different from the other two versions, including red peppers, which Kiloa hates and makes him throw up, which seems inconsistent because Kiloa can literally withstand poison. Yeah, yeah, to be honest, I mean, inconsistency in 99 kind of go hand in hand, doesn't it? Very much. <laughs> Kiloa seems kind of like a picky eater, though. He gives yes. me that vibe. <laughs> that's a uh, that's like a Japanese. So you know how in the West it's like, oh, kids hate eating broccoli. In Japan, it's kids hate eating bell peppers. But they love eating poisons. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's it's like I'm gonna eat this. It's like, oh man, that diarrhea medicine was good. Oh man, I don't want to eat the red peppers. Mm-mm. Too hot for me. <laughs> your, your friendly neighborhood rookie crusher. Uh, Gon and Kilo spend a third or half the episode making a PC with a satellite internet rig. <laughs> wow, that's like I'm what a lot of people joking. are doing right now with quarantine <laughs> building. PCs. I just did that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, original the quarantine homies. Rig. Nice. Um, though the manga had clarified by this point, this version maintains that Jing is not related to Mito and had married her now dead older sister in in oh. this version. So in this version, there is a clear older sister who is a known person, and it doesn't make any sense that Gon is like, I don't want to know about my aunt who. Technically, I still live in the house of, and her sister is here. 
Is her sister technically the mom then in that case? Yes. Oh, wow. They really fucked that up. They really, really, really fucked it up. So in this version, Noko goes unnamed, like that girl. They just, that's manga only, apparently. And here's the part where it's just like, they add a subplot that didn't need to exist. So the fox bear part and the preeminence of Kite is preserved and expanded here, including Gon and Kilo fighting off. Uh, so they fight off some poachers from, like earlier they, like, uh, Gon fought off some poachers, but... That was in the filler in the beginning. They preserve that because those poachers are back and they attack Kone and Kone's son. Because in this version, there's a, another cute fox bear cub. And Gon and Kula rescue Kone's injured son and Kula tries to mercy kill it until oh Mito gosh. tries to... Yeah, it, it gets worse. Until Mito tries to stop him by lecturing him on the value of life. In the struggle, Kilua mildly injures her, which stops him. Gon and Kilo uh, heal. Yes, this is all. This is all bad. Oh my god! Gon and Kilo heal the the little baby by channeling Nen through it, and Mito then hugs the boys. Kilo then cries and says, "All my family ever taught me was how to kill." And <laughs> okay, this is fucking awful. Yeah, and none of this makes any sense because, like, the way they healed it would work in Yu Hakusho, but in Hunter Hunter would explicitly have fucking killed the cub because it would have just expended all its nen without being able to control it because they, like, use Hatsu to open its, like, nen, to open its, uh, like, the, Nen um, pores? Yeah, nen pores. I was gonna say nen ports. I'm like, that's not right. The nen pores? Is, is this, and, a, is this existence? <laughs> God damn it, yes. The, the, the butthole internet, butthole yes. Plugs. Yeah, the butthole internet. Uh, anyways, so the episode then, so even though this would have killed him, the episode then ends with Kon, the big fox bear, noticing that his cub is meditating in the forest and has like a glow of Nen around him. So these kids have introduced Nen to a non-human species that will now go and fuck up the entire ecosystem. Congrats, boys. Is this, is this Planet of the Apes? Evolution. <laughs> so yeah. weird. It's, it's almost like it's, uh, their version of a very special episode with the oh, with the lesson of like you don't have to kill. <laughs> no, see the thing is, I'm divided about it because like these like themes come back later in Hunter Hunter, but are done well as opposed to just being done here and done badly. <laughs> like the like yeah, me. all my family taught me was how to kill. Like is legit something that basically gets said later in the show, but like it's just like there's a time and a place where this is appropriate. It seems right. like it was common in the nineties to do stuff like that. Like um I remember Yu-Gi-Oh they did the same thing with uh with with uh Astea or whatever her was it Azumi whatever her name is in Japanese stopping Yu uh, Yugi from blasting Kaiba off the edge of the castle, it's like no don't kill him and like he loses it's like thanks, perfect. Uh, also, can I tell you something this made me think of? What all my family taught me how to do is eat hot chip, twerk, be bisexual, and lie. Oh me. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, uh, what's weird is this actually presages something that happens way later in the series where someone does accidentally introduce Nen to a non-human animal with, like, very bad consequences, but here it's played off as a joke. Kind of reminds me of, like, that bear from Tekken. Oh, Kuma? Yeah, kind of like Kuma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But yeah, that's, um, that's Hunter Hunter 99, baby. Uh, ah. and now, oh, sorry? 
How the hell do you watch that? That sounds like a train wreck. There's parts of it that are really good. Like, for instance, in the next set of episodes with Kurapika's interview that we won't get into, like, they do it, like, exactly like the manga, while the 2011 version doesn't, um, in terms of choreo. And, like, I actually really like the action, but there's a lot of problems with the story segments they add, and the sound effects are some of the worst sound effects in any anime I've ever seen in my life. So it's a very mixed bag. It's... There's, like, really high highs and the lowest lows. Yikes. Yeah. So I think it's worth watching, but only if you've already experienced the story once through before. Like, this should not ever be your first experience of it. Um, but yeah, with that said, now a word from our compatriots and benefactors. Hi, we're Ellen. Steven. And Mark. Hosts of Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. Topics include programming, design, tools, and more. We also do interviews and one-hour game jams. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get to your... Wherever you get to your podcast. You get there. (laughs) Or at nicegames.club. Hello, my name is Jonathan Dunn, and I'm inviting you to listen to Our Three Cents, a weekly podcast where myself and two of my very best gaming chums are counting down our top 100 favourite video games of all time. For all the episodes and information, check out our website, www.our3cents.co.uk. Alright, so let's start on episode 38, Reply from Dad, or Oyaji no Heji, Oyaji no Hinji. Uh, originally released in Japan on July 8th, 2012, the equivalent manga chapters are 66 and 69, nice, which were released in Japan on November 15th, 1999. The equivalent 99 episodes, or 47 and 48, which were released in Japan on November 25th, 2000. Alright, so the episode starts out with... The first time, literally the first time, that Gon hears his dad's voice. Uh, this is exactly from Megan's notes. My god, Ging is the worst father on purpose. Uh, so Ging, um, he, his message it includes like basically him giving Gon an out, um, saying that if you only think it'd be nice, then you should stop the tape. Um, and then Ging doesn't want to see Gong gone, um, because he knows that he's a trash dad, which I don't know. I don't think it's an excuse. Wait, I don't know. I forgot if I got that from the English dub, cause in the English dub, it just sounded like if you look at, try to chase, come after me, I'm going to run away. Like, I don't want to see you. Not really because implying that he knows he knows he's a bad dad, but he just doesn't want to see you gone. I don't know yeah, what it's you guys get. The same way in the manga. It, it basically played the same way. He's like, I don't want you to find me. You need to find hunt me down. If you do, I will run. Oh, interesting. I kind of got a different impression that I, maybe maybe I misread it or, or something. But the way I remembered it being was like, because I, you know, I don't want to see you. And then he says, I'll always be who I am. You know, the idea of like basically in so many words saying like yeah you're never really gonna get the dad thing you're looking for here yeah i, mean, I think pretty bad still <laughs> no right. no i'm saying i'm saying that that is him saying like that he's bad but he's saying it in an indirect way it's just like dog this isn't gonna change just if you find me don't expect much yeah no uh, jing seems like one of those people who like and this goes beyond just being like a father where they're like 
Yeah, I'm I can't be emotionally there for you, though please be emotionally there for me. <laughs> like kinda he gives me all that kind of vibe where um, I don't know, but in general I think it was really even though yeah, he's a trash dad and it was kinda like, Yeah, don't blame me kind I am who I am at the same time. Um and it'll go on as we look into the episode, but Gon doesn't really have like a oh what a trash dad reaction to like he kind of sees it as like a challenge and Mm -hmm. I think in many ways like I don't see like Gon really having a typical reaction a typical kid would when hearing about their like deadbeat dad or like long lost parent he doesn't really have that typical reaction for sure I I would Mm -hmm. say that I would caution you, though, that I don't see any of the Jing relying on other people. He's independent to a mm. fault in a bad way. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I literally don't need other people. Not in a, like, oh, I just say I don't need other people. It's like, no, I'm literally an island. Oh, yeah. No, all Jing needs is uh, his monster frog and his enormous monster bird to fly away on as there's an exploding volcano in the background while he recites in his mind, I am still me. That's all he needs. <laughs> That's very poetic. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. This so I can definitely see Ging a... just being, I think he's unapologetically independent and he knows this. And I think gone in a way, kind of knows it too. Because it was like in the first episode, he isn't even calling, referring to Ging as dad anymore. It's just more natural to sh- just refer him by his name. And I don't, no, of Gong now just doesn't really see it as like a typical way as like a f- son yearning for his father as much as like this adult challenged me and I'm gonna try to meet that not necessarily for fa- for a bond but more like this is something that I can accomplish and I don't need a relationship I just want to show this guy that what I can do yeah they both have very non-typical reactions to this dynamic like i would say that jean is like independent in the way that like a religious figure is like in like like for good or bad like he could be a cult leader he could be a messiah (laughs) in a weird way but he doesn't need other people because he's so convinced of his own goal that like he's just going off in order to pursue his own ends and, like, people idealize him because he is this, like, fantastic adventurer who has done a lot of good for the world. But, like, it's unclear how altruistic or just, like, how much that's just him fucking around on the way of being this, like, mystical, pseudo-legendary character in the world. Mm. Yeah, um, so... Jing also offers some interesting information about... Gon's mom. Um, but as he's about to say it, Gon stops the tape. Um, and he's like, What? <laughs> like, I don't need to know about her. Mino's my mom. And then Megan's though, she's like, I get it that Mito's your mom, but like, what if your mom is actually trying to see you and can't or like died saving you or isn't like your trash father? It's a bit rude, but that's just me. And I, this is I all agree. in caps. <laughs> I yeah, was like, I mean, fuck? it could have been like your mom's cheetle. It's like, oh, 
Interesting, Dad. I don't know. Maybe you could have given him more insight of like who his dad was. Like maybe his dad like made him out of sand or something or something. Wait, wait. Weird. The, the other two don't know who Cheadle is, so let's just let's just keep that. Yeah. Anyways, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Yeah, John <laughs> Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Don from... Cheadle on a bed of rice. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I found that very like I get it because in many ways, um. Gon is a little not simple minded, but he definitely has his own mindset and that it definitely includes like based on the previous episode that Mito um is his mom, basically, but at the same time it's like it's interesting that because um, I think in the last episode he said that um he just accepted because his mom wasn't there, he just kinda assumed at one point that she died. And so maybe that's why he kind of had a flippant, like, attitude almost about, you know, when his dad said, like, I have info about your mom. So, I don't know. It is I, I want to chalk it up, yeah, to, like, typical shonen doesn't care about mom, only cares about dad kind of thing, but... Kind of like well. the... It kind of reminds me of Joe, the gold member with the Austin Powers dad. <laughs> oh yeah, the mom daddy, daddy wasn't there. Oh my god! Uh, I was going to say it, it is interesting how much this series kind of talks about nature and nurture because clearly Gon is making a nurture argument here while still caring a lot about. I guess so. Gon is making a nurture argument while the show often makes a nature argument because Gon and Jing are inevitably compared in the fact that like. They're coming from, like, a line of people who have seemingly abandoned or run out on the family. Like, whether mm-hmm. or not uh, Jing's dad, like, died or not. Um, and so, it's very interesting. This will get developed the further we go on. I do think that Gon is consistently caring about nurture when things around him hint at nature arguments, which is very interesting. Because I people talk about the show being... Um, sort of deconstructionist and i think because shonen protagonists are generally try to be like made people like not necessarily self-made but community made people i i like you know mm-hmm. the way you train and like who like raises you makes you who you are while this show goes out of its way to talk about the role of inheritance genetics and things like that and like how they kind of clash and it's curious seeing that encapsulated in gon's attitude towards his biological parents versus like the idea of who raised them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and I think it's also take account his age, the fact that he is only he is still so young. It's that kind of close mindedness that it makes sense that he would prioritize he he wouldn't care about his mom. First of all, he doesn't know anything and she's barely mentioned. And even though um, Jing, he's not actually present physically. He's always been present there emotionally throughout his childhood. Just even by the fact that his uh, his grandma and Aunt Mito, especially Mito, how they treat him is an effect from Jing. So mm, that's there's true. nothing really. There's nothing that's really like uh, nothing really rep- uh, for that has any presence of his biological mom in Gon's life. So I feel like it's natural for him not to really care. Yeah. 
I'm I'm also thinking again about the natural inheritance thing. In some ways, Gon looks sort of like a slightly variant clone of Young Jing. Like maybe I don't know what his mom looks like, but I was thinking about this in comparison to the other characters, and like Kula very clearly is the inheritor of his dad. You know, mm. um, when you eventually in flashback meet Kurapika's mom, he is very much just his mom as a dude. Um. So, and they never show Leorio's parents, so I I don't know. But I do think, again, this kind of goes to the nature-nurture question and, like, questioning the nurture aspect of so much of Shonen. So, we'll see. So, yeah, where were we? Um, so we were at, so the tape, it's re, it starts to rewind and record over itself as soon as it's stopped, um, with the in-viewed Nen that's within it, um, and the recording also doesn't work. So, Gon and Kilo try to stop it, um, but it just keeps on going, like, even after trying to punch it, throw it, it just... Um, they can't stop the fact that the tape starts to record over itself. And it's like almost as if Ging just didn't, uh, did it to not leave any clues. And also I thought it was a dick move because it's like the only chance thing that you're leaving behind for your son, like your voice, he's completely erasing that. Um, yeah, he should have like got like an external tape and recorded the recording over like a microphone. He would have had to have known about it, dude, because otherwise that's like the most extra shit yeah, yeah. but yeah. to be fair this is hunter hunter we're talking about and this shows nothing nothing but extra that is very true so yeah. i agree but that's like not a gone move gone doesn't think like that fair enough all we yeah. know is that jane does not want to meet gone and he he did well he he did like whatever he did he preemptively like planned this out 10 years in advance it was like well I'll make sure there's some men in here to, like, fuck up the tape so that way make things as hard as possible for my son to find me. Yeah, because Kiowa, he says that it's possible to learn about, to learn about someone, what they could look like, how old they are by their voice, um, which I don't know if you could argue is realistic or not, um, but... It's probably will protect, um, it's a protective measure against a Nen user with a special ability. Um, that's mm-hmm. what Megan kind of theorizes. And so. I wouldn't be, su- mm-hmm. oh, sorry. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's multiple blind Nen users whose Hatsu, because of their blindness, was to basically toff out from fucking Avatar and like <laughs> just know the shape of things by voice. That's pretty cool, <laughs> I'd admit. Yeah, um, yeah, even, um, QoS even argued that, um, yeah, like, maybe those, like, special Nen users could pinpoint location based on what they hear from a recording, so, you know, like, Jing took the extra measure in order to make sure Gong couldn't find him easily, so. hmm I mean, I feel like that could be grounded in reality, in a very oh, yeah. specific set, like if there's some CSI a, shit, <laughs> yeah, some CSI shit, <laughs> CSI Miami shit. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, some what Miami? 
CSI Miami shit. <laughs> okay, I think it said Hotline Miami. I was like, what? No. <laughs> what about what about Miami Vice? Yes, I'm sure they did Miami Vice. <laughs> yeah, I remember that episode where they had Nen. Yeah, that, they were <laughs> all <laughs> from that's, everyone. That's episode where they drove around listening to I Can Feel It Come in the Air Tonight. <laughs> yeah, and then they just listened to Jing's tape. It was really weird. Yeah, it's like, oh, put that hot tape in. And it's like, if you're hearing my... And then it erases itself and the recording of Feel It in the Air Tonight. <laughs> oh, oh fuck we <laughs> fucked up phil collins god damn it <laughs> <laughs> it just wipe, wipe it just wipes over the drum thing that's it though it's just yeah the rest of the song is fine but you lose the greatest like drum break of all time king is just a dick all right so with the tape now useless they look to the other clues in the box and um, there is a memory card that is for a js game system or the joy station kila runs out and he buys a js system since gone was one of those kids who actually played outside and does not did not play video games um he he put down put down the xbox and pick up the fishing rods quite literally (laughs) i didn't really i can't believe how well that fits gone's a young boomer yeah (laughs) Um, they figure out that the game is Greed Island. Um, it's a hu- game that's exclusive for hunters. Um, and it costs about 5.8 billion Jenny, um, which is like the equivalent of est- an estimate of 75 m- million to $24,000. Right? Did I read that yeah, right? That, that's that's a if that's if a yen and Jenny were one to one. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And keep in mind these are nineteen ninety nine dollars. So, so it's probably gotta... even more. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> um, and it's not in stock anywhere. There was only a hundred copies made, and the boys from um only have eight million Jenny. To, um, and that's putting it together. So that's about 75, um, 75,000 $75, from yeah, also, all got, their Heavens Arena winnings. Yeah, I actually got the the price wrong for yen. It was actually, it was, I actually put 8 billion yen. The real price is $54,395,748.80. Oh my god. It's a little, little bit a little bit cheaper but still expensive and not that's like neo geo prices in the 90s. <laughs> All of that stuff's actually common uh, I guess game co- game collecting like that. I mean, there are games that are actually in real life that you know there's only tens of copies like uh things like um like the Nintendo World Championships that go for thousands of dollars or mm-hmm. or even rare things like uh I guess the Joystation the, the original PlayStation prototype from that Nintendo and Sony did sold for things like uh, like three hundred thousand dollars or something crazy like that. Oh, uh, dude, what about what about games like Huge Insect? Oh man, such great games. Wait, do you actually know about? That? No, I don't. It sounds like shit though. There was a fucking Taiwanese like bootleg video game company. Was it Shachin or something like that? But like, apparently, like they would like send out bootlegs if you if you ordered them on the internet in like the nineties, and so people just saw shit on their catalog where it's just like, oh, huge insect! I'll just order this. And so there's like this <laughs> flood of like weird Taiwanese games from the nineties for the NES. Fair. Oh, those are NES games. Yeah, they made like a fucking King of Fighters uh, for the NES. 
And they also, I think they ported one of the Yu Hakusho fighting games to the NES unlicensed. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, but that's, that's I mean, to be honest, if a good equivalent for, with, with uh, the, with that would either be, with at least a, a Greed Island with the real world, either be Hong Kong 97 or what's the other game? Or Ronaldo, <laughs> was it? R- 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 Ronaldinho. Man- <laughs> Ronaldo Manuel uh, football uh, soccer. Um, when we eventually get to them, like seeing Greed Island played, you'll be like, okay, those were not accurate at all. Yeah, I, I, I I'm trying to think the closest equivalent. Maybe like Dot Hack, uh, Dot Hack, uh, out like the last game, a quarantine. That game's like a couple hundred dollars for that game alone. Interesting. I'm just imagining if fucking they start up Greed Island, it's like ah, <laughs> Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho soccer, soccer. soccer. <laughs> All right. That edit's happening. <laughs> Fuck. No, you have to wait till we get to Greed Island and just be like, oh man, I can't believe this is a game they've been waiting for the whole time. <laughs> it's like, this is it? But yeah. Um, yeah, and actually there's another, another part if you want to go into the, the auction part, Sarah. And yeah. Okay, so they tend to do an online auction, but there's thousands of counterfeits um, that appear, so it's a useless search. Um Kilowa reluctantly calls Goto and asks for Piggy, aka his other brother Maluki. Um, he, oh man, that's so mean. <laughs> Who is, he may be a gross, annoying otaku, but at least he knows computer stuff. Um, I, 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 li- I like the part that you left out. It's just hashtag, mean. Hash- yeah. It was hashtag, the 90s. Hashtag body positivity. And, um, in, important note, Muluki has a figure of Kurama on his shelf, um, right behind a large waifu. (laughs) And we're not, and we're talking about like a large, like, this isn't like a large, this is like a one to one scale waifu, like, size wise. Yeah, who needs a real woman when like, you have do you, a wife? Do you guys ever have the, the my size Barbies? It's sort of like that, except creepier. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my size waifu. <laughs> I I do remember those, and I think at one point I kind of did want one, but <laughs> I think my parents had the hindsight not to get me one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they were thinking in their mind, like, why the fuck does she want this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's kinda, yeah, it's kind of like one of those things where the weird toys where it's like the an actual baby doll that would actually pee. <laughs> so you had to change its diapers. It's weird. <laughs> so but I feel God. like this I was is just thinking, another... like, Miluki might have that too. <laughs> Oh, no. God. Oh, Jesus Christ, no. <sighs> My size wife for the piece itself. Yeah, if, if that was the case, I wouldn't mind Akua just, he went through his site and just, just destroyed all the figurines. If Please that do. was the case. <laughs> uh, so, um, Kilo offers up a copy of the Greed Island memory card in exchange for information. Um, there's a website accessible only by hunters or by the York New City Auction, um, which happens to be the place where Gaunt and Hila are supposed to meet Liario in Karapika. Um, Real so quick, they- mm-hmm. do you guys remember if this is where Kilua 
if if he's just like, oh, I bet someone like you, Miluki, could reverse engineer the game from the memory card. Does he yeah. say something like that? That was that okay. part. I Patrick can probably also speak to this, but that is insanely improbable. Yeah, like, no. Basically, basically, that'd be like it'd be like saying you can recreate a flame and yawn with potatoes and stuff from like a bone <laughs> inside the garbage can. <laughs> That's 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 the equivalency of that. Is, I can remake this Gordon Ramsay recipe doing that. Basically, yeah, like, all it is, yeah, all it is is a data saying like, literally, it's probably just a, a text string with a bunch of random crap in it saying, oh, well, this variable, that variable, set to that. Straight up, and, like yeah. if you want like a really easy to digest example, that'd be like, hey man, you know that book, uh, fucking Moby Dick. I bet I could rewrite the entire book if I told you what page my bookmark was left on. Yeah. It's it's that it's so the only like the reason I said improbable rather than impossible is there is like one or two situations where it could happen where if the save was literally like a copy of the compiling program. But that is almost never what anyone has done ever. And if it, <laughs> and yes. it's a CD and the memory card is what, maybe a couple of kilobytes versus a CD that's that's like 800 plus. Yeah. So for, for, there's no for, way in hell. Yeah, for some backstory, they say this game came out in 1987, in which case, like, memory cards would have had kilobytes, if that, of memory, compared to games being, like, a meg. Yeah, but the thing is that I think in the show they aged it up where it's, like, 20 years in 2011, and it kind of makes sense because the PlayStation was that old, but even then, the PlayStation would be 800 megabytes plus, but... I don't know, even with the game, I can see it depending on how big the memory. Well, there, there wasn't really even memory cards back then that that late, and mostly it was just saving to like batteries almost. Yeah, uh, memory cards as a thing, while they existed, were not widely used in video games. Yeah, not uh, the, because they're probably prohibitively expensive back then. Anyways. Exactly, and fragile. Fra- fragile. Fragile. But yeah, sounds Italian. Uh, just wanted to clarify about how well mm-hmm. I think Togashi would make a great game designer. He would not make a good programmer. <laughs> Anyways, no, he'd, he'd, he'd be like, "Can can you change the levels using this crayon?" <laughs> so yeah, continue. Yeah, so um, Gon and Kiwa are are decide to leave for Yorknail. Um. And Mito prepares a huge dinner knowing that Gon is going to be off to new adventures for a while. And it's like her way of giving her blessing and hoping that whatever he finds and wishes to accomplish that, he'll be able to do so. It just hits you right in the feels. Yeah, it does. It really does. Oh, poor, poor Aunt Mito, losing another, losing another one of her family members as a hunter. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, yeah she's just getting, you want to get, go from the wholesomeness to the worst? Cover the Hunterpedia. Yeah, it's uh, Jing, and he, he's Gon's dad, technically, and yeah, that's all the notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is my, this is, this is Jing, he's my dad. All right, that's it for Hunter PD, guys, later. <laughs> wow. I, I feel like you could do that fucking Guardians of the Galaxy meme of Kite holding Gon and just be like, he may be your dad, but he's... Oh, no, he may be your father, but he's not your daddy. Yes. <laughs> God, I, fu- I, I really wish they would kill Yondu off or not. Oh, my gosh. Also, spoilers for anybody that hasn't watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but got some years on that, so should have watched it. All right. 
Um, Did we want to do any game discussion, Joe, or like anything like a like? Because I, I like that that idea of the counterfeit stuff. Real quick, you want to oh, go yeah, for we can talk about actually, that briefly. Oh, that's actually accurate. Like the counterfeit stuff, like I mean, even people are like willingly to buy counterfeits nowadays for games that are obscenely rare. Like that's that's not like a made up thing. That's actually what happens in real life too, which is kind of crazy. Like people are copying like. I don't know, like games like Imaginite Ray Earth that are that's that's hundreds of dollars and they're selling it like on Etsy for ten bucks or something, fifteen bucks. Yeah, if you're selling at discounted prices and like there's an implicit understanding between you two that like it's a counterfeit, then I'm down. If you're selling it at full value and saying it's the real deal, then you can go fuck yourself and you should be Yeah. yeah. And the way that the way that it's worded in this when they say counterfeit, I think there might not be anything on the disc at all. Mm, yeah, possible. Because, mm. like, I mean, they they could buy a counterfeit if it had the data on the disc, and they it probably would still work. But, I mean, I mean, they they probably couldn't. I mean, it's probably some really weird Nen infused game, so they probably have some super copyright protection where it blows yeah. up if you try to copy it. There's some shit I can't tell you until we get there. Anyways, yeah, let's go on to the 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 the, the manga notes and uh, specifically Egyptian travel log number three uh, would. Sarah, Hannah, would you like to read that one of that? Yeah. Okay. So, um, our Egyptian travelogue number three. I have a bit of a sad, frustrating memory about the movie Death on the Nile. I was in grade school when it came out in theaters, and I went to see it with a friend and his father. Movies used to be shown as double features at the time, and this one was also shown along with some other mystery movie. Um... Death on the Nile was one uh, was the one I really wanted to see. When we got to our seats, the ending credits for Nile were just finishing up. I sat through the other one, forgettable movie, and Nile finally began. Um, but in a few minutes, my friend's dad got up and told us we had to leave. There was only there was an early scene in which the engaged couple was making out, ooh, and he didn't like it. He said, uh-huh. this movie isn't appropriate for kids. I felt like we had wasted our money, but I couldn't argue against an adult. Since we had no concept of video at the time, I had to wait until it was shown on TV. It didn't happen. I rented the video as soon as I moved to Tokyo, but the tape didn't contain the ending credits. That song was what I'd really want to hear. So my wife and I had our breakfast at... The old um, cataract hotel um, where the movie took place and we got into a Nile mood. We watched the movie again right after we got back. Here were, here were our comments. There's nobody around the pyramids beside the main characters. Hey, this is in Cairo. They got to climb the pyramid. Lucky bastards. I don't remember <laughs> all these deaths. I'd forgotten the whole movie. Man, I wish we could go there again. We also rented the mummy, the internal. All ties back together. <laughs> um, the internal organs are taken out and placed in vases in the process of making a mummy. There are four vases in a set, um, but there were five in the movie. We thought there were. That there was a deliberate reason for it, so we kept on expecting the issue to come up. Turns out it was simply an error. I did fall asleep in the middle, so I can't be too sure. Don't blame him. That movie kind of sucked. 
really can't wait till we get to later parts of the show and he just starts talking about watching the scorpion king or some shit (laughs) yeah so i I remember i watched a boring mummy movie but the scorpion king holy shit where was that rules well then i hope like the rock was in it right (laughs) yeah i I hope like you know takashi modeled a character after the rock (laughs) hunter hunter somewhere that's don Cheadle. that's next chapter but yeah yeah i thought that was i thought it was really cute and funny uh i think i'm gonna use that 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 uh gonna use that 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 uh as a pickup line for my date hey do you want to get in a nyla mood with me (laughs) yeah when i read that i was like uh i get what you mean and i have a feeling in japanese this sounds less weird (laughs) yeah but yeah that's that's gonna be my new lines like hey you want to come back and maybe we can get into a nile mood we just we just watch nile instead Oh my god! <laughs> it's it's like what do you think I meant? I well, would just the, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. If Day someone... two, watch the Scorpion King. <laughs> yeah, the, I I think it's cute. It's kind of like you know the denial jokes. Are you god in damn it. <laughs> denial? <laughs> denial. Aw, oh, dang it! Damn. But uh, yeah, um, so we're talking about more the the manga. Ch- uh, the manga, the, sorry, the manga differences. There's this one for the chapter 69 text. I don't know. They named the chapter Nice. I don't know what that was about. I'm going to see that in the document. That is a very good edit on your part. I will congratulate you on that. Yeah. I don't. What are you talking about? That was an edit. That was the actual manga name. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just, also, yeah. Gon is surrounded by like game discs, and I'm really wondering what these are parodies of or actual literal versions of because I can't really read it. My my yeah. thing is that it kind of it kind of looks like to reminds me of Togashi and his like fucking crap shack studio with all the garbage and the games and the uh, SNES. Oh, totally. It wouldn't surprise me if that was who he was parroting, except less messy. There's a Final Fantasy cover. It looks like Final Fantasy in the bottom left corner. Bottom left, it. yeah, that's the only one I recognize. I bet the others are more recognizable if you're used to Japanese box arts. That actually, the one right there, the one the one to the right of the top right of it kind of looks like a Parodius or Game Tengoku a little bit, which are like shoot 'em ups I, I kind of see it, but I, I'd have to look more closely. But yeah, well, we can we can psychoanalyze that another time, but yeah. The FF1 is the closest. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, basically, they had the, uh, they had, they had this, uh, sort of the, uh, the, the, them searching the computer is the next one. It's like no matches found. Beep, and then they have the dog. Uh, Togashi dog is the, uh, the the loading icon. I love that he's the browser icon, dude. Yeah, that's pretty funny, and I I kind of like that. And uh, and that's actually another difference. Actually, where they they order it online at Toyland, or they they like look for the website at Toyland versus just going to the only toy place in town. Hmm. So that's that's another difference. Um, let me see. Yeah, Togashi has a bonsai buddy. Would be great. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Gives give us just just Togashi viruses. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and he goes look on Game Almanac for every copy sold, and so still shows shows the the text. It's a little bit different. It looks more. It looks more like web web one point oh e versus what we saw in the manga. If you guys see, I'll probably post it online for you guys to see as well. Um, in Maluki's room, uh, they gives a big, big, big clear, a lot of clarity on the figurines that he has compared to how it's in the shadows. Like they have, looks like Godzilla and Kaiju in the top right corner. 
the the uh, life size statue seemed a little bit more revealing. That's the closest I can really say about that. Um, Let's just be real. There's some crotch shots going on. Yeah, there's lots of lots of that. But uh, yeah, there's actually in the bottom corner you actually see uh, Sailor Moon uh, on the shelf above the the Kurama and all those other figurines. Uh, no, Sailor Moon's. Um... So oh wait, you... above? Wait, wait. No, it's it's where the skirt is. I think, and isn't the gang on the top above that? Oh, are you talking about in the 2011 one or in the... In oh, the in manga. a close-up. In a close-up, yeah. Because, like, in the previous shot where it's further away, it doesn't show that. Yeah. Um, but in, in the further away shot, there is a Goku, though, on the level where her hand is. Yeah. There's quite a lot of references and figurines. T- probably took me a while to draw that, though. Holy shit, there's so many of them. Yeah. And here, instead of Kurama, there's Hiei, Yusuke, and Kurama. Mm. Yeah. Aw, Kuwabara's left out again. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's behind the text bubble. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. He's, he's behind the butt. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But yeah, just give another close-up shot of the figurines, which I think is pretty cool. And then it's comparing it to the other one. Uh, you can see that in the other one, he has a lot, a lot more older technology, even though there's some in the background. But the figurines are more pronounced in a way it's a little bit less revealing at least the crotch shots but it's still the same basic basic ideas you could see the the hint of that stuff mm. but it's a little bit more or less blatant that it's like you know objectifying in a way but yeah uh, i guess moving away from that uh yeah it's just uh let's see not here uh yeah the uh there's this really funny manga chapter i don't know if we brought up in the notes but correct Killer was like, not here. If you use our home's computer and your IP gets out, thieves looking for a license that will cr- converge on the island and steal it. But you, <laughs> but, this, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but you know, there's one way to prevent that, and that's our today's sponsor, NordVPN. Use the code <laughs> no, Hunter Hunter, and you can save happen. 20% on your next, your next purchase of NordVPN. Prevent yourself no. from getting captured by hunters and losing your licenses, and protect your identity. Sign up today. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, definitely not sponsored. <laughs> yeah, hashtag but, definitely not. Yeah, no, I found this part funny because it kind of reminded me of, like, I guess Kilo was giving gone like internet, um, internet survival one hundred and one, like how to successfully pirate. <laughs> yeah, Except yeah, not you actually pirating. It is just funny to see. Yeah, okay, I think Kilo has a lot of knowledge. I thought. He seems so much more like a normal kid than just like an assassin, even down to just playing video games and also just knowing how to navigate through the internet. Yeah, well, he probably got- hung out with his his quote unquote cooler older brother when he was younger <laughs> playing video games. Probably yeah, kind of weirded I- out with the the end. It's like, why do you have a lot of girl toys? Oh, I thought you meant I thought you meant Illumi. I'm like, uh, that dude probably plays games, but probably he's just doing Mortal Kombat fatalities over and over again. Yeah, no, I meant I meant Maluki. Yeah. Oh, he's just doing whatever that happens at the end of H games over and over again. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! A- anyways, what I was gonna say Gross. is like, yeah, Kilo is definitely using a VPN to watch, you know, animated shows from Hanzo's homeland. Pretty much, yeah. Speaking of that, they, that got that actually got taken down. Kiss anime. Yeah, I. 
I don't know. How do you guys feel about that real quick? Oh, you I don't know. To- well, because the enemy kept on giving me viruses, so I'm, like, indifferent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't watched that or kiss drama or <laughs> I haven't used that platform in like years because I think it's pretty early on like in the mid 2010s is like yeah this shit will give you a ton of viruses and it's Russian don or something crazy like that so I was like oh well guess I had to start paying for streaming so. yeah my only use for it was like shows that weren't on streaming platforms and that's mm. about it but like Earnestly, I think a lot of people who are getting angry about it should just fucking pay for anime. But if you can't, then that I, I get it. If you can't, but like yeah. if you can't, just fucking pay. But if you can't, torrents still exist and offer higher quality versions. Yeah, yeah. no, I I agree. I th- I think the biggest issue though is, at least to me, is that is that, like you said, the stuff that's not on streaming or available for purchase. I mean. I mean, you can't exactly stream like stuff like Super Milk Chan or something like Shin Chan or something of that nature or things of that. Mo- so, more yeah. obscure animes, even um, I guess going back to Interspecies Reviewer, the fact oh my that God. the fact that that's um, I mean, I, I mean, it is what it is, you know, tr- strat trash though. But the fact that you can't like Funimation took it all down and you really can't watch it legally anywhere or buy it legally. So and since Funimation's gonna own the rights, it's gonna be really inaccessible to people unless you, you know, pirate it or watch it on fan subs. Yeah, so no, st- here, here's another one. Fucking Gundam prior to 1990 does not exist in streaming form, and, f- like, Sunrise routinely complains about people not buying Gundam, like, plastic model kits based on series before 1990 and can't seem to connect the two. That like, oh, it's inaccessible. Maybe that's why people don't fucking buy the models. Yeah, and that, that's sort of what gets me angry about that stuff. Like, even the Macross series is kind of kind of mega fucked because the series, like, was it um, who are the guys that did the early Macross? It was like that one shitty anime studio that had Dragon Ball originally. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, fuck, uh, I wanted to say Golden Dawn, but that's a far right political party in Greece. <laughs> um, it's, no, it's like go- Golden Studio Harmony Gold, Harmony Gold, Harmony Gold. Yeah, Harmony Golden Dawn. <laughs> Holmany Golden and Gaunt, my favorite uh, Red Dawn sequel. But anyways, they, they've been holding a cross hostage for years and nothing in the West pretty much got out. And that's basically a, a non-existent thing in the West. And the only way to watch it is illegally, which is a shame. And that that's sort of my biggest argument, though, is that all these things that haven't got repressed or repressed in English or on DVD or Blu-ray or accessible in any way, it's the only way to watch it is, you know, illegally or trying to hunt down a VHS copy, which, let's face it, is nigh impossible. I, I got a really funny story for you. I found out as part of my current job that I will I will not talk about what my current job is, but I found out that uh, I Love Lucy uh, apparently can literally not be on any streaming service whatsoever due to the contract that was made before the internet existed. Are you kidding me? Wow. I had no yeah, idea. Because they specifically delineated specific platforms it could be on, and the internet was not a thing yet. <laughs> yeah, no, and that that's the crazy thing, and another example of that, and why I think, well, yeah, piracy, I agree, it's bad, and if it's legal, if you're le- allowed to legally attain it, there's no excuse, but, yeah, I mean, stuff like that, I mean, there's no way in hell you're not going to be able to, to watch that unless it's on some, ra- I mean, and they don't even, I don't even think they have a complete set on that on DVD of any nature to even legally buy it. Are you speaking about I Love Lucy or Harmony Gold? Either, either or. They're just the idea of these series. So, well, what I about do Harmony agree- Gold? I Love Lucy. Um, I would probably throw in the trash because it probably has the worst dub of all time. <laughs> yeah, it's the Robotech version of I Love yeah. Lucy, where but, they're like, ah, yeah, it's the war. Yeah, another one, MXC. I don't think that'll ever be streaming anywhere. 
Yeah, I have the DVDs, but I do. That's why I have them because you can't fucking get MXC. Yeah, you. I have to hit you up on that. I kind of want to. Uh, I will talk about it off stream. That's dude. I'd be super down to stream and watch MXC with like audience members on our new Patreon. Yeah. Discord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later after we finish these notes up. But uh, anyways, but I just thought it was an interesting segue talking about that anime stuff. So hopefully. Hopefully you guys agree, and hopefully, especially with the Japanese laws, we don't lose series forever in that nature. But, uh, yeah, archiving is, re- is a real uh, pain in the ass in the internet era, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, anyways, uh, basically, yeah, it just shows uh, a lot of the other changes, the CRTs in Maluki's room, and, like, the older tech he has. Because in the, in the 2011 version, there's a lot of more flat screen. He does have, like, a... Uh, was it a matrix, a unimatrix server? It's like a, like an old matrix server in the background. But in the nineties, straight nineties text. So CRTs, uh, floppy disks. Uh, he has like twenty five keyboards in this one, like four hands on and the on the manga chapter. Do you have any idea what the fuck connectors those are for the keyboards? Um, the only thing I can think of is there's there's an old connector on the on the um the older one. It's like this giant. 24-pin connector on a lot of the older older mechanical keyboards back in the day. That could be the only thing to think of. I, I don't think it's a... It's a I think it's a, a something, AX something, or a, ATX, or some weird connector type. Um, hmm. But it, it's it's sort of the pre- predecessor for the PS2 connector that we have today that was on a lot of the IBM computers. For some background, he does not mean PlayStation 2 in this case. He means yeah. a connector type called PS2. Yeah, it's 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 based off of the IBM PC PS2 model that was the basis of the connector, which is still on. I actually just got a new motherboard. It actually has a PS2 connector on it. So yeah, it's, it will be on probably for a long time. That's some legacy shit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's really cool stuff, guys. If you ever want to get into mechanical keyboards, hit me up. I have twenty five thousand of them, and they're very heavy. And yes, I do use them as weapons. But anyways. <laughs> Um, let's see, yeah, I got through that, and then, uh, yeah, let's see, uh, yep, Gun, Gun, oh, it also, the order's a bit weird, too, for the manga, like, like, it's, like, originally it was, they changed it up where they, they did the, it looks like they did the Karapika stuff earlier, and then they jumped to the, the Gon stuff, so they got that reversed, so they did the Gon stuff first, then the, the Karapika storyline later on, which is why it kind of jumps around a bit, right, Joe? Yeah, I I kind of like it in the manga because when you're like reading a whole volume of Tankoban, it it feels good. But then like if they had kept that order in the anime, it'd be kind of confusing, honestly. Yeah, even now, it's, even the way it is, it's still a bit confusing and jarring. But oh yeah, I mean if you had like a physical the physical book, you would just read through it and be like, oh okay, this because like that would be basically like one day's worth of reading would be like one volume, and like yeah. you would have the whole outline there, so it wouldn't be confusing, but. Reading it chapter by chapter, the way we do, also watching the anime episode by episode, it would be confusing to keep it in original order. I gotcha. All right, and that's pretty much the differences in the the uh, manga notes. Did you want to talk about the ninety nine notes, Joe? Yeah, I kind of already said this, but in ninety nine, the flashback of uh, Jing and Mito reminds me uncomfortably of young Yusuke and Keiko. <laughs> 
Um, so here, Mito says that they should do their... <laughs> she's talking to the kids, and she's like, you should do your internet stuff during the day instead of staying up late at night each night so that, you know... It's not, and she says, it's not like the internet will run away or something. And then I, I put in huge letters, don't tell me how to live my life, Mito. <laughs> <laughs> Man, <laughs> what a mom thing to say. <laughs> yeah. So in this version, uh, Jin returned and took the motorcycle photo on his like return back and married Mito's sister on that trip and came back like some years later with Gon il- alone. Uh, so in this version, the motorcycle photo is from his return rather than just like a random photo he dropped off. Um, and Mito is established as being 25 and Jean as 32. So, uh, I'm younger than Jean and older than Mito. How does that feel, Joe? Weird. I mean, wait, Patrick, you're in that area too. Yeah, but I mean, th- she'd be a, she'd be about 40 and Jean would be about almost in the 60s at this point. Mm-hmm. Like if we actually had if time it was, If it was based off of the time frame stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, but Yeah, I feel, I, I feel, I feel, I mean... I feel less accomplished than Mito, but I also I it seems like I still have a chance with Gang, unlike you, where, where you kind of passed your prime on that, Joe. Uh, so Gon no, and Kilua, no worries. Gon and Kilua try to stop the stereo with Nen. They try doing what they did with the Fox Bear Cub earlier, of just channeling Hatsu through it, <laughs> and it doesn't do anything. So why do they add it? Um, here, Gon has played games before. So in the other versions, like Gon's like, "What's a video game?" You know, basically. But in this version, he's like, "Oh, I've played games like the Atari." Basically, he like shows he like shows him like old school, old school games. Uh, and so he thinks that the memory card is a cartridge instead of a memory card because like he's never seen like disc games. That's actually probably probably that probably was common back then because a lot of the. The turbo graphics stuff was cards or the the hue cards, so Oh yeah. No, like so he's played games that are just out of date, and I think that makes sense with him being kind of like in a forest, like middle nowhere area. So probably just like random sailors drop off like they're like, Hey kid, I I got something in a non creepy way. Nintendo for game. Yeah. I've been to the Orient. Here's my video games. Oh, God. <laughs> it, it's just like, oh, this is this is awkward. Um so in episode forty nine of this, uh which isn't mentioned in the wiki equivalents they do the part of contacting miluki in the online auction in this miluki has kurama kuwabara and hiei in jagan uh in jagan demon form uh Mm. there and uh it's it's kind of different and weird i'm not exactly sure what's going on there but this one's not too divergent as opposed to the last episode where they added all the like weird fucking poacher shit so yeah i guess how do you guys feel about um this section of episodes I thought I it was really it. good. Oh, sorry, I'll let you go. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. So, um, I really liked it. I think it was um, kind of nice to have more introspective episodes, um, dealing more with, like, Gon, only, like, I guess kind of, like, Gon's past and kind of... It didn't feel fillery because I know there's, like, there's purpose with these two episodes, for sure, but it the tone shift is, like, it was not. It was definitely different, but it wasn't like completely left field. And I don't know. I those so. I love cute moments, you know. So it was. There were so many cute little moments, you know. So I really enjoyed them. Yeah, me too. I felt like it was one of those. It's kind of like one of those like mini breaks within like uh, all the action. 
So it's the taken. It's like a good way to show more like just the characters' personalities um, outside of like a a context of it. This huge conflict, whether it be mm-hmm. fighting or arguing, it's just nice to see them in a more relaxed state. And I don't know. It in a way, it's like. Gon's back home. He's in. He's in his element, but Kilua's kind of feeling a fish out of water in a way. So it's kind of cute to see um, how he's just not used to what would be what would, a lot of people would consider like a normal, like family environment. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I I like this section of episodes. It's cool how in the manga in 2011 it kind of subtextually hints at things that will come later such as as mentioned uh Kilua being in a normal family environment and seeing like the difference there and like different things about Gon's idea of nature and his relationship with his father relationship or non-relationship with his father it I get why the 99 version made this stuff text instead of subtext because they hadn't seen parts of the manga where it was dealt with and so they're just like oh yeah this is like what they're building up to so we might as well do it now but like it's very clearly a product of its time and as stated earlier yeah don't watch 99 unless you've already either watched 2011 or read the manga <laughs> it's it's a weird artifact I'd also say you guys mentioned the idea of it being like a breath of fresh air I would tell you this is the last time you can breathe relaxedly for, like, the next saga. Oh, jeez. No more relaxation. <laughs> Shit's about to heat up. Heat up. But yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I didn't like... I kind of wasn't feeling how Maluki uh, had his figure collection. That was kind of kind of weird, but un- unsurprising in a way. Oh, I, uh, I retweeted something recently that Patrick took objection to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Joe- from a... Oh, you want to say it, Joe? Yeah, it's from a Twitter called Hunter Hunter Struggle Tweets, which is just, like, people saying weird, uncouth shit regarding Hunter Hunter and someone just retweeting it for their public shaming. And someone had screenshots of Miluki with his, like, shirt somewhat unbuttoned with, like, a whip in hand. And they're like, does anyone else think Miluki's kind of daddy? Oh, and no. Just no. It, and I was like, this is, this oh, is the no. worst. Yeah, no. I, I told Joe. I told Joe straight up that I don't even care if it's unironically. The fact that he put that idea in my head is just not gonna leave, and I'm totally gonna kink shame that one. I guess there's a there's someone for everyone. That, oh, God, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes! I think that account has also tweet had also taken screenshots of and shamed people who are like, so what if Hisoka is attracted to kids? Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> no! <laughs> My goodness! Uh, yeah, it is the best Twitter. Just like just finding the worst takes of all time. <laughs> I, I, was, I was expecting you to be like, anybody think John Cheadle's kind of hot? <laughs> You've changed his name. John he's not Don Cheadle. Cheadle anymore. He's John. It's John Cheadle. Cheadle. Yeah, he's he's the fifth member of the Beatles. Oh God, God damn it! Yeah, um, that's what I got for this section of episodes. I'm really hyped for you guys to get the next session because I fucking love it. Um, We're, in the intervening time, probably going to have either an episode of Break or an episode where we do like a pretty thorough research uh, regarding influences on the next saga, such as Jesus Christ and the Apostles or Mafia movie shit. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Get hype, y'all. Woo. Yeah, religion Woo. stuff. That's that's cool. Super pumped. 
All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Spirit Hunters. Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just to chat on our Facebook or Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. Heads up, we finally did it and started a Patreon. Check it out. Check us out at patreon.com slash spirit hunter pod. Throw us some cash for hosting fees and equipment and join our Patreon patron only discord where we'll be discussing the shit out of Hunter, UU, and much more. Speaking of Discord, if you want in but you don't have the funds, you can help us another way and give us a written review on the Apple Podcasts. Send us the link, your Discord username, and enough evidence to connect them both to you, and we got you. Each review gets us service to tens or hundreds more people. Also, heads up, today's intro music was done by Sfio Megaane. Check them out on YouTube, Twitter, and most importantly, iTunes. Thanks, guys. See you on the other side. Bye. Later. So she can meet you nowhere. Tada no koto barakega. Kako a ki